Jesus. Because it's all about you. I'm so coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it when it's all. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Shalom, evening church. I believe you are all doing well. My son, Dave, how are you? My son, let's talk right after the meeting, okay? God bless you. God bless you. Wow, I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well. I'm doing well by God's grace. God bless you. Bright, my son, how are you? God bless you. God bless you, Alex. Hallelujah. I believe we are all doing well. God bless you. Len Dennis, God bless you, Mrs. The Lord bless everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. I want to welcome all of you to this evening session of our prophetic training. Here we experience God's power in His Word. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I believe the Lord is going to help us and open our eyes into deeper secrets of His Word. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And also, as we are journeying in God's word, um, it can also be anything. When the Lord speaks to me concerning anybody prophetically, I'm going to declare it. So please make sure um, you get set. Hallelujah. All right, the Lord bless you and keep you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's take a word of prayer before we dive into God's word. Let's take a word of prayer. Eternal Father, we give you praise and the glory. We exalt you this wonderful evening in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' precious mighty name. We exalt you, mighty God, in the name of Jesus. This is the day that you have made, therefore we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, for this day was made even from the foundations of the world. And you have chosen this day even to be a blessing to your church. I pray in Jesus' mighty name that you show forth your grace and your mercies even upon us. Be a blessing to us, O Lord, that which our eyes have been blinded from seeing, let our eyes be open to behold them in the name of Jesus. Empower us by your spirit, even to be lifted above all problems in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light, and it giveth understanding even unto the simple. We have come before thee as simple ones that you grant us divine understanding in the name of Jesus. Let the light of your word even shine on our path. Cause our eyes of understanding to be enlightened in the name of the Lord Jesus. Empower us by your glory. That at the end, your name alone will be glorified. We thank you. Even in Jesus' 
precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Sandra, Emma, how are you? All right, God bless you. God bless you, my son. Pastor George, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I hope we are ready. Wow, Jerry, it's been a long time. Jerry, I hope you are doing well. Wow. How is Switzerland? I hope everything is fine. This is Kamba. How is Switzerland? Wow. Wow. I thank God for your lives. Jerry, God bless you. God bless you. We give God praise. Amen. All right. The Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please, I want all of us to be very active um, in the course of the teaching. If I pick any signal prophetically, I will um, declare it to us. Are you with me? Alright, so be, be active. Don't put the phone somewhere and be running after food. Because if your matter appears here and you are not here, um, you call the phone. Alright. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, we give God all the praise and all the glory. Amen. Great. I want to um, spend some quality time even to help us with an understanding. And I believe that this evening the Lord will help us in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. I want to talk about the mystery of family. The mystery of family. The mystery of family. I know by the time I'm done with this message, many of you will have a lot of questions. <laughs> Hallelujah. In fact, um, I taught on this God, um, I think last Sunday in church. And it was an amazing experience. And I want to help all of us with that. Amen. God bless you, um, Eric. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. The mystery of family. The mystery of family. Now, hear me well. By the time we get to the middle part of our teaching service, you will know that what you know about family is actually not what it is and even if, if it is what it is it is just um, a dot in the whole mystery of family you need to know this family is a mystery that must be demystified family is a mystery that must be demystified hallelujah and the Lord is going to help us with great glory in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Now, the first question I want to ask is, what is a family? Or what is family? What is a family? What is a family? You know, many of you are going to say, you are going to give me social studies answer.
Okay. I know many of you are going to give me social studies、um, definition. Can you all hear me, please? All right. Okay, many of you have started giving me social studies、um, definition. That a family is a group of people related by blood. Is that not so? <laughs> okay. Alright,、um, that definition is actually not wrong, but it is just on the social perspective. And family is not a social gathering only. Yeah, it has its source. And then the main source of family is actually beyond just、um, a social gathering. Are you with me? Yes, so we need to understand this. But、um, for the sake of much more clarity, for the sake of、um, a much more clarity,、um, let us take the social studies definition because it is also saying something、um, prophetic. Yeah, just that if you just declare it or、um, define it raw like that, you will not have any understanding about it. Hallelujah. So, we really need to know、um, what actually is in there. Now, let's take the social studies definition. A family is a group of people related by blood. Now, we all know a group, we all know people, we all know relationship from which we had the word related. Good. Now, These people, according to the definition, they are related by blood. Now, the question I want to ask is this What is blood? What is blood? If you don't understand blood, forget family, you have no idea about it.、Um, ah, some of us will post our sisters, our brothers, and we、we'll、just write blood. What does it mean? You are just following what people are doing. You don't have any knowledge about it. You post your, your brother is in blood. What is blood? I'm asking you right now what is blood? Oh, what is blood? Someone said blood is life. Okay. Okay, Mrs. Blanton said, Blood is our soul. Okay, that is also a good point. What are you also saying? Okay, Nyari said, Blood is life. Okay, what are you s a y something? Say something. Say something. Say something. Don't watch all of us say what. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Someone said blood is a related lineage. Okay. Someone said it's biological. Every, every, you, ah, if you have blood in you and you can't define blood, in fact, I will go to God and tell him that you don't deserve to live. Ah, yes, it's true. No, you have blood in you and you can't define what is already in you. Hey, so what are we doing? Come as a man of God, you are making the whole thing something. Yes, yes, I want to make it strange. I want you to panic. <laughs> Why do you have blood and you don't know what it is? Why? I'm looking for a certain answer. It is only when the answer drops that I will, I will continue. Somebody said, you see, in Kofash, I see a call Google, Kofo call Wikipedia. You be type here to Google what is blood. Hey, ask yourself, ask yourself because blood is in you, it is not in Google. Okay, somebody said. Some, some of the definitions people will give you know part that in their original normal definitions they will not say some words. Some words, bro. Okay, let me start giving the definition that people have, have typed here. And you will know. Okay, somebody said a vital liquid. You see, vital liquid. Flowing in the bodies of many types of animals. That usually conveys nutrients and oxygen. <laughs> My son Hendrix Uusu, as often, hope you are listening to them. We are um, doctors of hematology. This definition that they are giving concerning blood, what do you think? <laughs> My son is the marking scheme for today. He's a proper hematologist. Someone said, blood is fluid tissue that constitutes the genetic makeup, etc. I'm waiting for a certain answer. And Maya, we will not continue. Someone said, it is a red liquid flowing in a living thing. Simple, you have said yours. What are you also saying? Someone said, the red liquid that circulates in the arteries and the veins of humans and other vertebrate animals, carrying oxygen to and carbon dioxide from the tissues of the body. I love that. I love that. What are you also seeing? Today, mm, the blood is a fluid that circulates in our body. All, all the answers you are giving, they are right. In fact, they are true. But there is one particular definition I'm looking for. Because this definition you are giving about blood, you can't relate it to what a whole family is. I hope you get what I'm saying. If you want to bring out the proper definition of family from this definition of blood, it will not work. Somebody said, blood is that in which the soul is found. Put your hands together for him. Put your hands together for him. Somebody said, blood 
is what gives life to the soul. Okay, let me give her 97%. 97%. Put her hands together for her too. If you make mention of blood in its definition and you don't make mention of a soul, you are, you are wrong. Are you following? If you make mention of blood and you don't make mention of soul in its definition, you are wrong. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Blankson, you are, you are right. You are right. You can't tell a message that she's wrong. But if uh, those single people, they are, they are wrong. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright. Good. Now, let's read something from the book of Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11. I want all versions. So the version that you have, you can just share it with us. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11. I just need the first part of that verse. Good. The new King James says that for the life of the flesh is in the blood. That is the only part I'm looking for. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Okay. Amplified also says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Good. That is the only part I'm looking for. I want other versions. Okay. I don't know this version, but Hendrix also puts it. Says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Okay, so all these verses are talking about flesh. This one also says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Okay. NIV says, for the life of a creature is in the blood. Okay, what is your version? Let's move. Bring other versions. This one says, For the life of the body is in its blood. Okay. Okay, this one says, For the life of an animal is in the blood. Okay. Which version? Let's, let's keep moving. Good. This one also said, life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. Okay. This one also is speaking of, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Okay, let's keep moving. I want plenty versions. I want all of us to understand what the word of God is saying. Okay, this one also says that for the life of the body is in its blood. Okay. Okay, any other version? Okay, MEV says for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Okay. Amplified said for the life into bracket the animal soul is in the blood. I like this one. Now you see, I want you to understand what um, 
God is speaking about here. Are you following? This is God that is speaking to the children of Israel and he's telling them one of the deepest secrets of blood. Now, when you read from verse 10 of Leviticus chapter 17, the Bible said, If anyone from the house of Israel or a resident alien who lives among you eats any form of blood, I will oppose that person who ate the blood and eliminate him from his people. Verse 11 said, Because the life of the flesh is in the blood itself, and I myself have given it to you, also that the atonement may be made for your souls on the altar. Since the blood itself makes atonement through the life that is in it. Hmm. Is somebody getting me here? Now, some of the verses we read, some of them were making mention of the life of the flesh is in the blood. Others were making mention of the life of the body is in the blood. Others were also making mention of the life of the soul is in the blood. So now the question is, inside the blood, which kind of life is in the blood? Is it the, the life of the soul? The life of the body? Or what? Are you following? Are you following? Good. Now, hear me carefully. I'm just trying to summarize everything. You see, the life of a person's soul is actually found in the blood. And this blood in which the life of a soul is found is also the fueling power or the life of the body. Are you getting it? Can you all hear me, please? Good. Now, the original manuscript is actually speaking of the life of the human soul is in the blood. Now, let me explain some few things for you to understand. Everything that God created, He created all things from one whole source and that source is his word so before god started creation the first part of god that was revealed was the word of god are you following so the word of the lord says in the book of john chapter 1 verse 1 that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so God's word started everything. Now, when the word of God was in the beginning, 
There are four main things that the word of God brought forth so that every creation or creature will be fashioned according to those four things. And those four things are known as the four elements of God's creation, which I've talked about here. The element of fire, the element of earth, the element of water, and the element of air. These are the four main elements of God's creation. But God made this element with his word. Are you getting it? Now, everything that God has created was actually created with any of these elements. And when we're talking of the architecture of angels, I told us that the angels were made with fire and with air. So we have a group of angelic beings that were made with pure air. We have a group of angelic beings that were made with pure fire. And we have a group of angelic beings that were made with a mixture of air and fire. Are you with me? Good. Now, a human being is the only entity that is carrying all the four elements in his nature. A human being is the only element that is having all the four elements in his nature. Now, first, the spirit of a human being was made with the element of air. So when God breathed into the nostrils of the man, the breath of life. Now, the spirit of man was made with the element of air. And the body of man was made with the element of earth. Earth, earth, E-A-R-T-H. Are you following? Good. Now, if the spirit of man was made with air, and the body of man was made with earth, which part of man is left? And which part of the elements are left based on mapping? So what now will be left is fire and water as the elements. And which part of man is also left? Are you following So now, the soul is left. I said, the body was made with earth. The spirit was made with air. It will now be left with the soul. And we are now having two other elements left, which is water and fire. Now, the soul of man was made with the element of water and fire. Are you following? And when we mix, I want to say something today. <laughs> when we mix water and fire together, we actually get the soul of man. And when you come to our key dialect, when we say 
when water and fire mixes, we call it moja. And moja is actually speaking of the blood. And it is in the blood that this, the life of your soul is found. Are you following? Now follow me carefully. We are going somewhere. We are just about to start. We are going somewhere. Far. If you miss this point, you miss a whole lot. So follow me. Now, so every human being, your soul is found in your blood. So when the more we drain your blood out of you, the more your soul leaves your body. Now, I explained this the other time. A certain research was done by some scientists and they were trying to look for the part of man's body that the soul is. They were like, okay, let us look. Maybe the soul of man is hidden in his right hand. Maybe the soul of man is hidden in the right knee. So they performed a whole lot of research and experiments and they came out with the conclusion that any part of man that we take contains a part of the soul. So they declared that the soul of man is spread throughout the body wherever blood can get to. And they did that by getting some hypothetical understanding from some of the experiments that they made. And I've said this here, that there are people who were in need of blood and some, somebody helped with donation. So they transfused the blood of the donor to the recipient. And after two months, the recipient, the one that received the blood, started humanizing just as the donor's life was like. The donor was a womanizer. And when they transfused his blood into the recipient, after two months, he also started running after women. Meanwhile, these scientists sat down. They performed a whole lot of tests. They searched for HIV. They tested for syphilis. They did everything. According to their microscopical understanding, the blood was clean. But microscope could not detect character which was passed onto the recipient what does it mean inside your blood is a character which is part of your soul so anytime you receive blood from somebody you are not just receiving blood you are receiving the person's character so you need to check who the person is that is the main reason why Jehovah's Witness people say they will never take me. Even if you are my father, don't give me your blood. Let me die. Are you following? Yes. In fact, in the blood is what we call character traits, which brings us genetic understanding. Are you following? Hear me. The habits that you, you have right now. It is, no, it is not found anywhere. It is in your blood. And it is inside your blood that the life of your soul is. That is why if you are able to change what is in your blood, you will turn into a new man. 
I'm telling you, and I want to give you a secret. One of the main ways to, to cause a spiritual change in your own blood is called repentance. Repentance. If a man repents, something starts happening in the man's blood. And that thing enters straight into the character traits and it will begin to cause changes. And the moment those changes are made, when you give birth, you will carry the new change to your children. But if you don't repent and you give birth, that which you used to do will be transferred to your children. So if you were a womanizer, your children will start carrying the same thing. That is the reason why when a man repents today and he receives the Lord Jesus, it can link to his family. So the Bible says that when he saves one, he saves him and his entire family. So some of us, the reason why we're, we're into womanizing, we're into a whole lot of things is because our parents could not repent. And they passed on that character traits into us. And so long as we are all related by blood, we are called a family. That is what I'm talking about. Are you with are you following? So this one is just the foundation. Now, let us actually talk about the soul. The soul. I have a lot to share on blood. I'm telling you. That the Lord will help us. If I go into that, I will not talk about the family well, but I want to I want to take time and explain a few things. Let me tell you this also. It is not only blood that can also be a sign that somebody has received a character. Do you know that every part of your body, blood flows to that place? There is only a certain portion of your brain. Even that part, a certain dimension of blood is allowed and other dimensions are not allowed. So when blood is flowing to that area, there is a barrier. It is called the blood-brain barrier. It will separate the blood. And the ones that are needed will cross. The ones that are not needed will return. Are you following Good. So now, every part of you that your blood can flow to carries a portion of your soul. So another experiment was conducted by these same scientists and they realized that there was a certain young girl about 11 years old that was an athlete in her school. She used to run and high jump and all those kind of things. Now, one time, this young girl had a grandfather who had a problem with his heart. And doctors had actually declared to the man that within the next two months, he will die because of the state of his condition. Now, this granddaughter of this man, or the young girl that is 11 years old, was one time performing these athletic works during high jump she actually fell down and her neck 
hit the ground. And he, she got her neck broken right from the spine area. And they gave her two weeks. That no matter the matter, based on how、um, the issue has become, the, the young lady will die in the next two weeks. Then they decided, the family sat down and they said, Right now, grandpa is having an issue with his heart and he will die in the next two months. Our daughter is having an issue, she can't even open her eyes. And the doctor said within the next two weeks, she will die. But her heart is active. So let us go and see the doctors. So that they will do a heart transplant. They will remove the heart of our daughter and give it to grandpa so that at least grandpa will live. Now, when they did that heart transplant, after a month, they started noticing something in, the, in grandpa's life. Grandpa started loving athletic works. They will go to his room early in the morning, he will not be found there. They will go to the park, grandpa will be there running. A man that is like 70 years. Then they said, No. How come? So it means even organ transplant can also carry a certain character into a person. Then they made a conclusion every part of a human's body that receives blood carries a character which is a part of the soul. Are you following now? Great. Now, if you have understood this, now let's move forward. I'm now about to talk about my message. Now, hear me. The day the Bible said in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7, that and God formed man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, that word man there is the word Adam, and that is not necessarily speaking of only one human being, because Adam means mankind. Adam is not a name, Adam means mankind or human being. So, we, if we are all human beings, then we are Adam. So, that very day, what actually happened was that the whole human race that God would bring forth to the earth to fulfill an assignment was in Adam. So, Adam is a composite man. When we say composite man, all human beings is Adam. Let me say it that way. Are you following? So, that day that man became a living soul, something precious happened. What happened was that all the souls of the human beings that will ever live on this earth were made on that day. So God is not still creating souls. No. That thing, souls were made that very day that Adam became a living soul. Because all humankind became living souls. Are you following? So, all the children that you give birth to, their souls are already made in the heavenlies. It is when you have done the needful on the earth that the souls of your children will 
will migrate from heaven to the earth. Now, if you have gone deep into understanding of the heavens, you realize that when a man leaves this earth physically and he's going to heaven, you will hit a certain part of the heavens where you will not see any physical heavens again. It will move you into the spirit dimension. Because there are heavens that are physical. The first one is the first heavens. The first heavens actually speaks of the abode of the stars. Where the stars dwell. Now, that is very, very far away from the earth. Very, very, very far. Are you following? Very far. There is no aeroplane that can get to that height. And that place is also a dwelling place for some spirits, some demons, some angels that God made. Some of them are supposed to rule over certain stars. So the first heavens speaks of the abode of the stars. It is normally known as the Shamaim. And it is actually kept by a great angelic being called Gabriel. That is not what I'm talking about. Now, when you move from the first heavens, you enter into the second heavens. That is a very thick, dark place. And that place, some principalities are kept there. Are you following? Then when you journey into the third heavens, the third heavens is known as paradise. That is where Eden was actually taken out of. It is the place where the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life are found. Now, when you move from the third heavens, you go to the fourth. I want to just move fast so that I can talk about what I'm, my message. Now, when you continue journeying into the heavens and you get to the seventh heavens, the seventh heavens is the realm or the abode of the unborn souls of men. So all the children, all the human beings that will come to this earth, Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? Great. Now, so when you are journeying and you hit the seven heavens, the seventh heavens is actually the place of the unborn souls of men. That is where all the human beings that would come to the earth that have not yet come, that is where they live. Now, when you get to that realm, you will see mansions and houses where the souls of unborn human beings dwell. Now, all these houses 
they have specific names written on them. Follow me carefully. I'm taking you to a, a, a certain height. But follow me. Every house has a name written on top of it. Now, all these names have a key that is connected to the very name of the father. The very name of the father. You see, when Jesus finished his assignment, the Bible said he was given a name above every other name. Now, do you know that before Jesus died, we all knew him as Jesus Christ. I hope you, you know that. Everybody knew him as Jesus Christ. Everybody knew him as Jesus. So what was the name that was given to him? Because after the name was given, we don't even know the name. We still mention Jesus and miracles do happen. So what, what is the actual name that was given to him? That we don't know. It is the name of the Father. I will come to that part. But I just want you to know. So every house you get to is actually the house. It is known as the house of families. So as I'm talking to you right now, you have a family house in the seventh heavens where all the people that are supposed to come into your family on this earth, that is where they dwell. Now, listen to what I'm about to tell you. This house was made the very day Adam became a living soul. So the person that started your family 400 years ago or 1000 years ago, all of us were in one place. We knew ourselves. We were all in one house. Are you following? We were all in one house in the seventh heavens. Now, what happened was that some of the fathers or the ancestors all of them before they came to the earth to live their lives we all sat down in the seven heavens we agreed on those that will come and those that will follow we agreed and i'm about to tell you some of the things that we agreed on before we came to this earth now listen some of the agreements that went on in the in that place could not really come to a place of consensus where peace will reign. I will come there. Can you all hear me, please? Good. Good. So now we are in the seventh heavens where we have seen plenty houses. And all these plenty houses are specific families that will come to the earth to fulfill assignments. Are you, are you okay with that one now? Good. Now, that place is a place where the souls of unborn people dwell. Now, the word soul in the Hebrew is the word nefesh, which means that which breathes or he that would have it. He that would have it. Let me explain what I mean by that. 
When a person dies, something happens. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. There is speaking of when men die. What actually happens when people die? Can you all hear me, please? Good. Now, can you all hear me, please? Good. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. What happens to a man when he dies? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. If you have it, you can post it here. If you have, if you have it, you can post it here. Now, the Bible said, when the silver cord is severed and the golden vessel is broken, the pitcher is shattered at the fountain and the wheel is broken at the cistern. Okay, the King James says, or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the system, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Now, when we say dust, what are we talking about here? What dust will go into the dust? The human body, God bless you, son. The human body was made of the dust of the ground, as the Bible said in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. So, when you die, definitely this body will go to the earth where it was taken from, but your spirit will go to God who gave it. What then happens to your soul? Your soul is the part of you that will now have eternal rest, whether in God. Or eternal torment on the other side based on what you came to do on this earth are you following good so now let's look at your soul from the beginning of your soul the beginning of a man's soul actually is in the seventh heavens when a child is supposed to be born let's say a man and his wife you know have known themselves in sexual relations. The moment the woman conceives, Kim, something happens. God has already set up a certain court in the seventh heavens. So when you get to the seventh heavens, there is a place, it is known as the council of God. The council of God. Now, that place, the soul of that person that is to be born will be summoned to that court. And when the soul of the person is summoned, what happens is that God will mention the name of the soul. Then, the angel that is in charge of the house 
where that soul is dwelling in the seven heavens will bring forth the person to the court. When you are brought to the court, God has written something concerning you. It is on the scroll. It is called the testimony scroll. That is your destiny. Are you following? Are you following? Good. So now, when you are called to the court or the council of God in the seven heavens, God will now speak to you that this is what has been written that you are supposed to go to the earth and fulfill. Then your soul will tell God in the court, I will go and have it. I will go and do it. I will go and fulfill it. That is why the, the, the word soul in the Hebrew is the word nefesh, which means he that will have it. He that will go and have it. So, so long as you have a soul, it means something has been written concerning you that you have come to fulfill. Are you following? And you actually agreed on that in the court or in the council of God. Now, when we read the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, this is Jesus speaking. And he said, Hebrews 10, verse 7, he said, Then lo, then I said, lo, I come in the volumes of the book which is written of me to do thy will, O God. I have come in the volumes of the book that is written. So there is something that has been written concerning you. And that is what the Father has written. And it was given to you. Are you following? Are you following? Good. The moment that scroll containing your destiny was given to you, something started happening. You started bidding farewell to all the people that you are going to the earth. You are going to the earth. Okra, okra. And that is the place we call Okrabia. So if you have heard of Inkrabia before, Inkrabia speaks of the place where all that you were supposed to fulfill in life was shown to you. So you saw your beginning, you saw your end, you saw everything. Then you started bidding farewell. Now, the first farewell that you made was with God. Who the kind cry and on. And you told God, my Lord, I am going to the earth. And I'm going to fulfill whatever you have written concerning me. Because that is your will. I will go to the earth and do it. Then, after that, there was another entity in the courtroom 
that you also bid farewell. The, the other entity is called death. Death. Someone, as I said, this is serious. I'm even don't be scared. Don't, I'm telling you what happened before you were born. <laughs> very, very heavy. Are you following? After bidding God farewell, the next entity that you bid farewell was death. Ooh, death. And he told death, according to what has been written concerning me. God has given me a time to fulfill all these things. And that time is 150 years. So death, I'm bidding you farewell. When I am done with that, come for me. Because there are some people, if they do not die, others will not come. I will explain. Are you following? That some people, if they don't die, some people will not come. Mm. So you need to know that. Now, follow me. This thing I'm talking about is a heavy thing. Many people don't want to talk about it because it entails a lot. If only you have understanding about what happens in the seven heavens among the souls of men, you will now understand why certain things do happen on this earth. Because your parents actually bid you farewell. Now, after bidding God farewell, you bid death farewell. Then you come back to your house in the seventh heavens and you bid everybody farewell that I'm going. I'm taking the lead. In fact, you know the one that will come after you. You know your parents. Are you listening to me? So now, in the bidding of the farewell, you now come to a place where you choose certain things. The first thing you choose is the parent you are coming out of. All these things happened before the house was actually built and you were all placed in that house as a family. Yes. So you chose your parents and you also chose to be an African. You also chose to be an Asian, a European, just as you find yourself. I will tell you the reason why when you are born, you lose all this knowledge. I will tell you. That is why when you say a man has fallen, that is the deep meaning of that. The day man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we, we actually fell. It is, it is a serious falling. Don't everyone. So you chose to be in Ghana and you agreed with God. And God established it and said, come. When we read the book of Acts chapter 17, 
verse 26. Acts chapter. Nobody born in Ghana is a mistake. Now listen. Where you are born is different from where you fulfill destiny. Are you following? Sometimes, God, you will be born in Ghana and your destiny will be fulfilled in Ghana. But others will be born here and God will have them to go to a different place to fulfill their destinies. You just need to know what has been written. But every, wherever you will be born, the parents, yeah, you need anything, you are the one that chose it. With God. You sat with God. I remember when I said this last Sunday in church, people were like, man of God. No, it is, I'm, I'm not the one that, that chose Ghana. Man of God, me, choosing Ghana. It is not me. <laughs> now listen to what the Bible says in the book of Acts 17 verse 26. The Bible said, And have made of one blood all nations of men, but to dwell on all the face of the earth, and had determined the times before appointed, and the bounds of the habitation, the bounds of the so where they cohabit, where they live. Are you following? Now, when you read the ISV, the ISV says that from one man he has made every nation of humanity to live on all. To live all over the earth, fixing the seasons of the year and the national boundaries within which they live. So you see, we chose with God. All these things are known as predestination. Predestination. All these things even happened before a child was brought to the court to receive what has been written concerning. Because the very day you are brought to the court of, of God, it means you are about to be born. Are you following? That is why from today, don't speak against your nativity. Are you listening to me? Never speak against your nativity. If you do that, you don't know what you are doing. Yeah. Don't speak against your nativity. Don't, don't speak against your parents. These are two vital dimensions of your life you can never take out of yourself. I'm telling you. And that is why how you will live long on this earth is dependent on your parents and also the country or the nation you find yourself in. So you see what the Bible said? It said, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Say, honor your father and mother so that your days will be prolonged on the earth. So even the honor you give to your parents alone can give your own parents access to increase or prolong your days on earth. What are you talking about? So our mothers can go to God and say, God, my son cannot die today. Let him live long. And there is nothing God can do about it because God has deposited in them the power to prolong your life. So don't fight with your mother. Don't fight with, even if she's a witch, there is a way to handle her. So long as you came out of her womb, you must do something. Are you following? So listen, 
Being born in any country by any parent is not a mistake. No child is a mistake. No matter how the, the child came forth, no child is a mistake. Now, there are so many forms of birth that can bring forth the soul of a child from the seven heavens to the earth. So many forms. We have what we call being born by the will of the flesh. Now, the will of the flesh speaks of when, you know, maybe you met a certain lady somewhere, you are trying to do one night stand. Pack, she got pregnant. So it was just you were being carried away by the fleshly desires and the child came forth. It does not mean the child is a mistake. Whether you are married or not, that child, is, the act is wrong, but what comes out of it is not wrong. And this one is a very big thing. And I wish I can say something about that, but I will not. It's a very, very heavy thing. There is no way you, you, you don't choose any wrong parenting. You don't, everything has already been set. Everything has already been set. Now, what I'm talking about is something that's already happened. The day that Adam became a living soul, all these things happened. Are you listening to me? All these things happened the day Adam. And when we say Adam, we are talking of humanity, mankind, all human beings. So as I'm talking to you right now, you have a family in the seven heavens, those that have not yet come to the earth. And you also have a family. I won't make, make mention of the other heavens because they, based on um, the works that they did on the earth, they will differ in their regions. But those that were in your family house in the seventh heavens with you, who took the lead to the earth and lived on earth as your ancestors and followed the will of God and died and are in heaven, those people transcended the seven, they, they passed the seven heavens. They have gone to a deeper dimension of the heavens. Are you following? And that is where they dwell. And that place too, you have a family there. So we have a family on earth we have a family in heaven now the family we have in heaven are of two compartments those that are yet to be born who are in the seventh heavens and those that have lived on earth and have died and have gone to be with the lord who are in the tenth heavens hallelujah are you with me now, those that have died and have gone to be with the Lord, they are known as the ancestors. Understand also, you have a family that is in hell. Are you with me? <laughs> because not all your family members died and went to heaven. I hope you know that. Yeah. So, when, whatever you do on this earth, wherever you end your life, whether in heaven or in hell, you will join a family. And you need to know this. Can you all hear me? Now, the word of the Lord says something in the book of Ephesians, 
Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15. Listen to what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15. The Bible says, Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. So we have a family on earth, a family in heaven. That is the most important thing. Because they are named after one name called the Christ. We that are here that are of the Lord. But those that will die that are not of the Lord, they will go to the other family that is in hell. Are you listening to me? Now let me explain some few things to you. When somebody is about to die, when you are about to die, there is a permission. If based on where you are going, and based on the life you live with your soul on this earth, there is what will happen. God will permit some ancestors to visit you about five minutes before you die. Are you following? Everybody that died saw this. So now, the kind of ancestor that you will see will determine where you are going. <laughs> because Yes. When you are on your de- on your deathbed and within the 5 minutes of your death God sends angels from the 10th heavens they will come with a family member that once lived on this earth that followed the will of God that is in heaven. And when he comes with the angels, he will come and congratulate you and tell you that you have done well by following God's party. You have done well. Now, when they come, certain things do happen. When they realize that your death was quite premature, but you followed God's principles and did not fulfill destiny that is what they do they have the ability hear me well they have the ability to give that which you could not fulfill to another person that is available or carry it with them when they get to the seventh heavens they can go to the family house in the seventh heavens and get the next child that will come to the earth and empower him with that destiny this one I'm talking about is very heavy. Very heavy. And because these ancestors that are in heaven are in the tenth heavens, everything below the tenth heavens are beneath their power. They have power over every region. From the ninth heavens downwards, they have the power over every region. That is why when you die and you are exalted to the heavens, it's so beautiful. God does not normally allow them to appear to their family members. It is very rare. It is very, very rare to keep seeing your deceased um, you know, family member every time in your dream. Something must be wrong somewhere. Because it is very rare. If you know what I'm talking about in the heavens, you know. When you are given the chance, you don't joke with it. Now, these family members that were that lived on, on this earth and followed God's will and are in heaven, they are known as the cloud of witnesses. 
the cloud of witnesses. So as you are walking on this earth, there, there is a group of people who are witnessing on your behalf. They are praying for us here. Jesus is the one leading them to pray for us. I'm telling you. And what they are doing is the work of intercession. They are praying that some of us will not fail. They are praying. If all these people stop the work they are doing, demons will swallow us up on this earth. That is why there are some of us here. We have been able to cross certain things. Not because of our own strength. If you know the ancestral grace that has come upon you through prayers. I'm telling you, this is one of the reasons why some of these people, when they learned that ancestors can pray for us, they started going the wrong way. That is why people pour libation and call their ancestors. But in our kingdom, that is not what happens. If you call ancestors, you are actually using snap. You are not call- we don't use snap to call those in heaven. <laughs> you can because as you are pouring it on the earth, you are actually you know summoning those that are already in hell. What do you snap to call um Archbishop Benson Idahosa? Snap, something is wrong with you. Do you know the throne he's sitting on? Hallelujah. Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me? Do. Hear me. When you call a dead person's so to appear to you listen to what happens when the person is a believer that died and is in heaven you cannot call the person's soul to come to you 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 can only talk to god and what happens is that there's a whole lot that happens because your family the one that is in the seven heavens is kept by an angel the one that is on earth is also kept by an angel the one that is in the ten heavens as in those that have lived on earth and have died to go to be with the Lord, there is an angel that is also keeping them. Listen to me. Let me tell you this. Family is a deep thing. God does not joke with family because it is only family that has foundations in many realms at the same time. It's a heavy thing. We don't joke with family. This is the reason why. Every family on this earth, the devil also has demons for each family. Each family, the devil has demons. He has allocated demons for each family. And he has allocated demons for every human being that is born in the family. And they use the stars, the moon and the sun to decode when people will be born and some of the things they will come and do. Because I told you that your destiny is not only written in the testimony scroll. Just that the testimony scroll carries 100% of what you have been called to do. 
then other parts where your destiny is written also carry certain percentage. Are you following? Are you following? Good. Now hear me well. If you are here and you are the only child of your father and your father did not marry your mother but married another woman, all of you are one family. You, your mother, your father's wife and their children, they are all one family in the heavens. So long as you came out of the loins of your father, there was an agreement in the seven heavens that you come through these two people, whether they marry or not. Because when they come to the earth, there are a whole lot of attacks that can go on and disturb their marriages. But it cannot disturb you coming to the earth. So long as you have come, that is the point. Are you following? Good. Now let me just say this last thing. Then um, I open the floor for questions. I know many of you have plenty of questions. Have plenty of questions. So when somebody is lying on a deathbed, what happens is this. Based on the life the person lived on this earth, whether he was able to fulfill God's assignment or he lived for the enemy, an ancestor will come with angels, whether demons or godly angels based on the kind of life you lived and they will come and judge you once you are on your deathbed now if you die prematurely let's say through accidents something happens within a second you die because no arrangement actually went through there is a deeper place in hades where a, a judgment is planned for those that were not of the Lord. Are you with me? And those that are that were of the Lord, when they die, there is also, hear me well, it is after four days that these things will happen. When a person dies prematurely, when, when a person dies prematurely, maybe through accident, pa, the soul of any person that died prematurely is very 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 strong than the one that died normal death because there is so much energy in that soul to fulfill destiny but because of the wickedness on the earth he lost his soul the silver cord got broken instantly and he lost his soul like there was a departing of the soul from the body so still there is an energy in the soul of the man and most of the time those people they are very very aggressive in the spirit realm and they can they have four days to do god has actually given them four days and those four days if you are in if you are the one that killed them you are in trouble it depends on the kind of soul of the person maybe the person will die prematurely and when he realizes that he's dead he just says okay let me forgive but if the person decides not to, 
Ah, if you have a hand in the death, you are dead. This one, it is permitted by the Father. There is what is inside any soul that died prematurely. It is called a venom. <laughs> a venom. And if you are, if you know something about that person's death within the period of four days, because when a person dies within the period of four days, his soul can enter into his body. But the moment the body of the person starts decaying, it means the person has crossed the river. There is a river that separates the realm of the dead from the realm of the living. Every human being that came to this earth passed through that river before coming here. And when you die, you cross that river before you go to wherever you are supposed to go. Can you all hear me, please? All right. Um, sorry for... Um, the sound my father in the Lord called so I had to talk to him and he extends his greetings to everybody God bless you God bless you God bless you hallelujah all right people of God so let me end um this evening's session here and take some few questions god willing tomorrow um, we'll talk about the part two of the mystery of family i believe we have all been blessed if there is any question that you have um concerning what we have just talked about you can kindly ask all right any question Alright, somebody said, Osofu, please, what about those who sometimes say they have gotten their untimely death? Does that mean God wrote that about them? No, 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 that's not like that. Can you hear me, please? Good. Now, hear me well. Hear me well. There are so many things that can lead to death in a man. Because death as an angel that every human soul entered into a certain um, agreement with, death rebelled against God. Are you with me? Death rebelled against God. And some of the angelic beings that were live or walking with death also rebelled against God. And when we say death, there are a whole lot of things that happen. The first definition of death is when a person loses his body. 
but when you come out of your body. So during the time of these demons, when they left heaven with Satan, the Bible said God actually took their bodies from them. So they have become disembodied spirits. And also another meaning of death is when you lose your estate or when you lose where you are living. Are you with me? So when we die, we drop our bodies. And when we die, we leave where we're living. Are you getting what I'm saying? So two things, leaving your body and leaving your estate, speaks of death. Yes, when you are separated from your body and separated from where you are living, it is death. And there are so many things that can happen for a person to die. If you, and one of the things about man is his will. A man can decide that I want to kill myself. And that decision might not necessarily come from a demon. It might come from the man himself. Are you following? So a whole lot of things can happen for man to lose his life. Now, it does not mean that people die prematurely. Not because it is what God ordained for them. No. When man comes to the earth, he has entered into a jurisdiction that he is the one that has the upper hand over everything that happens. You are the one that has an upper hand over everything that happens, so long as you are on the earth. So if you don't stand as a priest over first your life by partnering with the Holy Ghost, then you can lose your life at any time. It does not mean that death, the one that you entered into a certain agreement with, is the one that came for you. No. The enemy also has beams that stands in the place of death that can take the souls of men from their bodies. And these beams were live were um, beings that were serving under the great angelic being called death that rebelled against God. Are you following? So it is not every death that was planned by God. So you need to understand that. I hope you have understood what, what I'm saying. Alright. Okay. Somebody said, why do we forget what was written about us in the school? And that's what I touched um, on. It is this physical body that helped, that actually caused us to forget. Yes, this body is called a mortal body. It is the body of death. This body is not the original body that God prepared for us. Even though this one too has an imprint of God. But this one is a lower version of what God really planned for us. And because what was written concerning us was in a certain height, if you come lower than that height, you lose the knowledge of that place. So the day you get that knowledge is when you have been lifted to that same height to know. Are you following? So if you were standing on your roof, on your roof, holding a book, and you were about to read the book and all of a sudden you did something and you fell from the roof 
but the book was on the roof. You will never know what is written in that book until you are lifted to the roof to, to find out. So that's what we are doing right now. Are you following? This body, so when you were conceived, as your physical body was being formed around your spirit soul being, you were, it was actually covering what was written. And now, the more you focus on your body with a natural understanding, the more you lose focus on what is written within you. That is why it is actually the greatest journey of a mother and a father to know what the child has come to do. Like, you see, all these things, we knew all of these things in the seven heavens, but when we became flesh and blood, we, we, we lost the knowledge. So if you want to have that knowledge again, you need to journey back with the Holy Ghost into that realm. Or you need to hear from other spirits based on what they will get from the stars, the moon, and the palms of men. Are you with me? Yes. Great. So um, that is it. Any other questions? Somebody said, please, the four days given to those who died by accident, please, what do they use the four days for? In that period of four days, they can actually come back into their bodies. But they can do that through a certain avenue called either an anointing or the faith of any spiritual person. It is that moment they, they live to the known as Saman Kenchen. I know many of us have heard of that. They hop from one place to the other. They have great power, so certain spirits in that realm cannot attack them. They can't because of the venom that is within them. They can be moving from place to place. But after the four days, they are compelled to cross that river. And the moment they cross the river, they are gone. It will take only God to bring somebody that has crossed the river that will, has lined him into the realm of the dead. It will take only God to bring that person back to life. And that is what Jesus did to Lazarus. The guy was gone. And the moment you cross the river, this is what happens. Your body will start rotting. It means the person has crossed the waters. And once you cross the waters, it is very difficult for you to come back. Because if your soul is returning to a body that has rotten, it, it, is not, it will not be perfect. Are you with me? Yes. I watched a short video of a certain guy who was a mechanic. And the guy was under a, a very big vehicle. And once he was working under the vehicle, the jack that was used to lift the vehicle got removed. And the vehicle landed on the guy's um, waist. In fact, <laughs> the thing cut and it nearly separated his, from his leg from his top. I don't know how to explain it for you to understand. And the moment that happened, the guy's soul left his body. And once he was walking through a, a tunnel, he met an angel. And the angel said, go back. You have not fulfilled your destiny. Look at that. This could actually mean that an ancestor has prayed for this young man. 
or a certain prayer is going on by a family member or by a priest on his behalf. He met the angel. The angel said, go back. But when the guy was entering back into his body, he started feeling the pain. Then he left the soul again. Because when you come back into your body, what actually is happening to your body, you will feel it. But when you exit your body, your body lies down a dead being. Nothing, it does not feel anything. That is the reason why when your body rots and your soul is coming back, it is difficult. Are you listening to me? It will take only God to do this kind of miracle. Yeah. It is easy, you see, for people to conjure spirit to bring forth a dead person to life within a period not higher than four days. They can do that. People can kill somebody right now and trap the soul and bring it back. People have that ability. Because when a person dies, the journey of heaven and hell is not instant. Are you following? So you die in our path, you are in heaven. No, 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 that's not how it works. It is a journey. Even when you were being carried from the seventh heavens to the earth, through the avenue of birth, even when you go to your mother's womb, craft from all those realms of the heavens, you stayed there for nine months before coming. But you want to die and go to heaven within a second. You are there. It does not work like that. Spiritual thing is your if you are. If you have been to heaven and if you have understood how spiritual things work, you will know that. Are you following? Great. Let me take the last question. Let me take the last question. If some of you are here. Somebody says, so after four days, if you like it or not, you or you cross. It will only take grace from a higher place to bring you back. So, Papa, what, what if the person's body is at the morgue? It won't decay after four days. So their souls can still enter. Let me give you one clue. This one is a heavy blow I'm about to release. <laughs> can I say this? I think I have to say this one tomorrow. Anybody whose body is actually at the mortuary right now, the soul of the person is in a journey going to where it belongs. But the very day the person is buried, that very day that the person is buried, there is a certain force that will push the soul to go fast in the journey. What am I trying to say? Not everybody will receive a befitting burial. This one is a highly spiritual statement I'm about to make. Anybody who dies and is not properly buried will take quite a long time before the person gets to his destination unless the person is going to heaven and God intervenes. That is why there are some people when they, they will tell you how they want to be buried. 
if you don't bury them like that based on where their souls and you see it is not everybody who die, who will die and go to heaven there are people they know where their souls will go when they die they know and they know it is not heaven they know there are spirits that will come and harvest the souls of men especially people that are into occultism and those things when they die the spirits they saved in that occultic grounds will come for their souls and some of them even will fight for the body we have watched movies like that before because when the person went to that grounds he actually gave himself to that spirit so when you die your soul will be harvested by that spirit and whatever the spirit wants he will do with your soul until the day of judgment <laughs> someone said i know one woman she's in hell i'm sure about that hey abotre <laughs> yeah because listen burial is a very serious thing say yes here will be it is very very spiritual and i'm going to talk about burial god willing tomorrow amen i believe we have all been blessed we give God all the praise and let's put our hands together for the Lord. All right. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Please, we are starting our journey of three days prayers and fasting, God willing, tomorrow. This night we are meeting for priesthood time. We are climaxing, we are opening the gates of the um, three days prayers and fasting this night during priesthood time. So make sure you join us. The Lord is going to touch us in a strange way. So join us as we fire prayer. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong. Please, we are fasting. We are fasting. If you have any banku to eat, eat it before 12 a.m. Eat it before 12 a.m. May the Lord help us. And this time we are using our time. If you are in the US, you are using your time. If you are in Ghana, you are using your time. When we are when we those of us in Ghana, we are breaking at six and it is around two AM, two two PM at your place. Don't eat with us. Opa Bragana. You can't do that. Alright, the Lord help us and keep all of us strong in the name of Jesus. We shall meet God willing this night at exactly twelve. AMGMT. God bless you all. Shalom. Bye bye. Please, I'm going to upload the message right after here. So if you want to download and listen to it again, you can listen to it. God bless you. We shall meet. Bye bye. God bless you, man of God. Adam Fupa. God bless you.